so I don't know. They're arguing in the ship, and it's just like, hey, Cheetor, we have a mission for you, despite the fact you fucked up every single other mission you've ever done. And he's like, no problem, big boss. Blah, blah, I'm a cat. Too much energy. Too much energy on the weekly podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in order, starting from the beginning. I am one of your hosts, Christopher C. And I'm your other host, Cal or Neo Cal, since I like the Matrix that much. What is going on, Cal and or Neil 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 Cal? <laughs> Neil. <laughs> what is going on? N- Neo's Neo's lamer cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the one. <laughs> He is the two. He he's one of them. <laughs> he is one. He's of, a person. He is one of two. Uh, yeah, Neil Anderson, <laughs> uh, the lesser known. That that's who Keanu will be playing. He'll be playing Neil Anderson. <laughs> well, he is coming back for the Matrix Four. Should that movie ever actually come out? If uh, I have. A sad prediction that it's going to be like, hey, the previous Matrix movies, people think that they're actually out of the Matrix. That's a second layer of the Matrix to give people the perception that they're free, and they've actually just been in the Matrix the whole time. So when they died, they didn't actually really die. And that irks me, and I hope that's not the case so what you're for the descri- next movie. So what you're describing is Christopher Nolan's The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> please i don't want christopher nolan's the matrix don't uh, want it i kind of do but well <laughs> i would be okay so i would be interested to hear his elevator pitch for a matrix, yeah for a matrix <laughs> sequel or remake i don't know that i would want to watch a remake i don't know that i would actually want to see the finished product but like the <laughs> elevator pitch like yeah yeah i'm like I, I i would like to hear what his take on that material would be also, if he has one also <laughs> yeah i'm sure he well he is he does have a really really strong working relationship with warner brothers who hmm. distribute the matrix films so hmm. right could happen one thing about the matrix this is now a matrix podcast everyone (laughs) as i got older okay the second movie and the third movie are like criticized a lot and i would agree on the sense that the first movie's the the strongest by itself i actually like the matrix reloaded quite a bit um as i've gotten older and i've watched the sequels a few more times i argue that they're all actually like pretty phenomenal movies especially if you're like a philosophy major and you have time to like dissect all of the content that the second and third because it gets pretty pretty philosophical and pretty heavy in the second and third one which mm-hmm. i really appreciate but for people that just want to see like slow motion like gunfights it's probably not in their comfort zone. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear, like, um, the architect talk about, like, what the Matrix actually is for, like, 15 minutes. The Matrix sequels get very liberal arts. (laughs) (laughs) I like like them a lot. Um, Also, uh, Matrix Reloaded has Morpheus with a samurai sword fighting on, like, the top of, like, a a semi-truck on the highway. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, I I love it. I I love so many parts in that. I'm pretty sure they made the highway just for that movie. They like they went out in the middle of somewhere and just like constructed that highway for the movie. They did, yeah. Oh, great. Uh, Christopher Nolan's new film Tenet also has a pretty rad highway sequence. Hmm. Well, then I guess I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, does one of the characters have a samurai sword? No, but you get to see a car move backward. That sounds great to me. And I'm not just talking driving in reverse. I'm talking you get to see a car <laughs> moving backwards in time. It's pretty... Whoa. And at flipping... If anyone who's listening out there is all like, oh, fuck you for spoiling shit, like, this shot, like, this is actually in the trailer for the movie, so... Yes, it very heavily implies some time manipulation is going on in the trailer. Yes. Yeah, the, the highway sequence uh, in that movie is uh, one of the best parts of the film. Well, you hear that? We need to watch it. We do need to watch it. But what you know, we, we also but what, watched. But what we, yes, I was going to say, <laughs> what we did watch, though, was Beast Wars. We watched what was episode. I hope six. I watched the right one. I watched the web. Yes, the web. We, okay. we This week we are talking about the web, which was episode six in. It's third on my download. It's like episode three for some reason. So this week on Too Much Energon, we are reviewing the sixth episode in production order, The Web, which was the third episode in U.S. broadcast order. This episode actually never aired, or at least not originally, in the original YTV run in Canada. Yeah, I don't recall this at all. So when I watched it, I was it was new for it, me. It, it never it never aired on YTV. Uh, at least not in the original mm. run. I did see this episode back in the day, uh, probably about maybe a year later, because I just randomly caught it on a Saturday morning on Fox Kids. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, the web, yeah. or what I like to say, like, Cheetor's last hurrah at being a teenager. <laughs> Cheetor's last stand. And Rhinox, who is the only one in his robot form... For some reason, he smacks uh, like a collar on Cheetor's like cheetah arm. So we it need like to go... wraps around his arm. We need to go back a little bit. So Rhinox... oh, did I miss something? <laughs> so Rhinox is developing a long-range communications array. That's what it is. That will. That's why I forgot because that... they never touch on that again. <laughs> That will let them be able to communicate over long distances, uh, even through heavy energon interference. And Cheetor volunteers to test it. And so Rhinox takes this like little thing and puts it onto his upper cat arm when he's in beast mode on their little computer table thingy. The little console that they like to lean on and flip. Yeah, when Rhinox places it onto his arm, these mechan this like mechanical band just comes out out of nowhere and spreads around and locks onto Cheetor's cheetah arm. <laughs> uh, and so Cheetor uh, leaves the base. Oh, actually, one thing I want to point out is like Optimus is like Optimus seems really uh, <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> About the uh, the the success of this device that Rhinox has constructed, and Rhinox keeps being really hesitant. He's all like, mm, "If it works, <laughs> it's kind of weird because throughout the episode he keeps he, like he keeps having that attitude about it. It's just 
it's strange. Like, why are you so skeptical? Like that, you know, that, that kind of self doubt's not going to lead you to build this super rad, like war winning communication device, bro. <laughs> well, the device he made to extract Optimus from the alien pod absolutely did not work. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it, it actually did nothing that episode. I'm not even sure if we mentioned that. Like, no, it, it we, didn't we, do anything. The I, pod just opened up and on its own accord. I think we did, yeah. <laughs> so he spends all this time making that, and it does nothing. <laughs> And then the pod, from its own like mercy, releases Optimus at the end. So maybe he's like, I don't know. Oh, and the last thing he made, Cheetor turned into like a weird Cheetor energy teleport relay. So he's probably not feeling too pumped about his <laughs> his devices. He's like, oh, what's going to happen this week? <laughs> oh boy. Hope I don't make anything that almost kills Cheetor again. <laughs> Uh, so Cheetor fucks off with his little like iPod Nano b armband, and run yeah, and runs off. And then we uh, we cut over to uh, Scorponok digging through some rubble, and underneath the rubble is this like kind of cannon-looking thing. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's just this giant metal thing. It's this giant metal phallic object that has been buried under rocks. Not everything that's cylindrical is phallic, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> it's a cannon. It's a cannon. Come on. It's a cannon. It's a cannon. Um, yeah, a he's cannon in his right little... here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his. He's in his like scorpion form, and he's Megatron, like digging around. Megatron has a cannon for me. Megatron will be happy when I bring him his cannon. <laughs> Oh. Okay, good boy point. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's basically what he's like. He's like, oh, this is a uh, a mega cannon. Megatron Ooh. Megatron will reward Scorpionhawk for this. Yeah, that's right. I that implies that he just stumbled upon that. Not that he was sent to retrieve it, which yeah. I find amusing. Like what he just that's what he well, I guess they've been here for months and months now that they just like wander around and look for wreckage and stuff, I guess. I don't know. You would presume at least six weeks at this point. Well, later in the episode, Optimus is like, What? You destroyed the, the long range receiver? It took Rhinox a month to make that, and it's made out of parts that we cannot like replicate. Yeah. So it implies they've, like you said, may, maybe six weeks. Yeah. Uh, so what happens here? Oh, he's like cutting out, and Optimus is like, Oh, Cheetor, do not engage, like, over the comm thing he's testing. Yeah, so so Cheetor stumbles across uh, Scorponok digging this mega cannon out from under these rocks, which presumably Scorponok also just randomly stumbled across. He, he's got good uh, scorpion eyes, I, I guess. And, oh, speak, speaking and, of that... And, and speaking last, of that, uh, Cheetor, last... Cheetor actually, like... <laughs> Magno eyes. Does he do it again? He does. He makes... yes. <laughs> Another character Magno eyes later on too. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not just a Cheetor thing. Yeah. Another, yeah, me, like Zoom eyes seem to be a maximal thing, and like thermal vision seems to be like a Predacon thing. Yeah. But yeah, he says something like, "Do not engage. Wait for backup." 
And what does he say? He's like, no can do, baby blue. Um, And then he runs off. I think that's exactly what he says. It was something. I think that is actually exactly (laughs) what he says. And then he cuts comms and runs up to spy on Scorponok. And this is interesting. He whispers and he goes, uh, I can't remember what he says to himself, but, oh, looks like he's getting like something i better blah 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 be sneaky about it and he whispers cheetor maximize and he he transforms more quietly so i'm like hold up <laughs> if you whisper whisper maximize or terrorize you transform more quietly <laughs> <laughs> did you catch that or am i just crazy no no that that's definitely a thing <laughs> Okay, so it's not just me. I, he, like, I, I like the fact that them whispering their activation code somehow makes the like components <laughs> of their body shifting some quieter somehow. It, 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 it's slower, but more quiet. I, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. And he jumps out and... What? I have it written down. No, no, I don't. Something like, <laughs> away from the big boomer plug ugly <laughs> and i'm I, oh yeah i rewound it yeah away from the big boomer plug ugly and i'm like what <laughs> okay and cheetor has so many like little like phrases it's like he's testing them out and seeing which ones are cool that that one doesn't really land like i don't know why he called optimus baby blue earlier either i feel like that might be <laughs> what the writers are doing <laughs> maybe that <laughs> Oh yeah, seeing what the kids like. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They like Big Bot. They try out Baby Blue. They try but try out Plug Ugly. <laughs> These one-liners are just the writers trying to see what fits. It's like, and yeah, <laughs> it's like what do the kids of 1996 think is hip? And as somebody that's in their early 30s, I can tell you, I have no idea. I downloaded TikTok once. I don't know how to use it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm I'm 35 years old, and I, I don't get it. I don't even try to, really. I don't even actually know how to use it. <laughs> I just kind of, like, smack it like a monkey, like discovering a monolith and hope for the best. Uh, I know a number of it's people... how to use my phone in general. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a number of people who are really into TikTok. And, you know... So that, do I. But... That's fine. Like, I, I'm glad that it is a thing that they can all come together and enjoy. I don't get it. I tried using it briefly for, like, maybe 15 minutes, and I, I knew, I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, people doing duets of singing, lip-syncing, singing to one another. Like, no, I, I, I'm glad that, you know, that's fun for you, and that's a thing that you it, guys enjoy. But, like, that's it's just... That doesn't appeal to me. If you ever show me one that isn't the cringiest thing you've ever seen, then I will hop on board. <laughs> but so far, whenever I see a link on Reddit or something like that, and it brings it to like a, a, a TikTok link duet, I'm like, I, I can't watch this because I'll hate the people in it. And I just I just back away from it. Uh, my, my partner is really into... Uh tiktok so i give it the i saw one I, of I your get... partner's tiktoks and i actually did like that one it was like a like yeah. a cosplay thing i think yeah yeah like she she has uh one where she's dressed as a 
Etta Candy from the Wonder Woman movie, and she does a duet with uh, someone cosplaying as Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, that one was, like, that actually turned out really well. So uh, I give TikTok the benefit of the doubt because it's a thing yeah. that she's really into. Also, um, it's really popular. And even if I don't understand the youth, I can at least not be the person that criticizes them. <laughs> yes, that that is very important. Also, like, young people, like, singing and dancing is a step in the right direction for society, I feel. <laughs> Especially given 2020's conditions. So I feel like the millennials are all depressed and playing board games and drinking craft beer. Um, Jen... Or just whiskey, um, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the boomers are, like, all retiring and, like, they're that meme with, like, the dog that's like, this is fine surrounded by fire <laughs> and um gen z are like hey people forgot about us but we're here too and then like gen or sorry gen y generation x there we go and um gen z the zoomers are all just like doing fortnite dances and tiktok compilations yeah it's pretty so accurate. all the power to them <laughs> that is pretty accurate on the the subject of like 2020 being basically trash so i rewatched the the bill and ted movies recently uh last week uh in the lead up to bill and ted face the music and i was actually like given the way not even just 2020 but given the way things have been in the world for the past several years now i was really almost brought to tears over the no just the idealistic notion in the original bill and ted's excellent adventure that two lovable rocker idiots <laughs> can write a song that just unites humanity like yeah isn't that like a very it's very ideal and i i like that yeah it's it's, it's a good movie to watch in 2020 30 years ago it's like oh haha that's kind of funny but now it's like you almost like mm. long for that to be true <laughs> yeah so at the end of the second movie they're like, oh man, we gotta get good. And they like disappear and they flash back and they got like beards and babies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's suggesting they spent like five years, ten years, like getting their, their shit together. And um, that's the first time I had heard um, God Gave Rock and Roll to You by Kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the, the God that's... Gave Rock and Roll to You. Put it in the soul of everyone. And, like, the ending of that, like you said, it's like, even this, though the second one was really zany and they've got, like, an alien and death <laughs> in, their, in their group. Um, man, like, I feel like the second one had that message, like, really an imp that important message, too. Like, it is really cool, the idea of just everybody stopping their fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. everyone, everywhere, of every language. And it shows at the end of number two, like, a montage of people in, like, China, people in Africa, um, Siberia, uh, like, Northern Europe, like, everywhere, like, tuning in and watching them, like, play music. Yeah. Play this song and, like, they uniting the world and stuff. And you find out from Bill and Ted Face the Music that wasn't actually the song that did it, but... Yeah, we're we're not gonna spoil I really it. like that. We're we're not gonna spoil it, but the the no. ending of uh Bill and Ted three, Bill and Ted Face the Music, actually kinda 
reinterprets that idea yeah and it it does it in a way that actually like choked me up a little bit i i i may have had a tear or two like i it it, it's a really good end to the those movies Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh can't 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 that be a thing (laughs) bill and ted and and their daughters like actually like unite the world i'm, I'm ready for that can't, can't i'm ready they... for some divine intervention or some future intervention right about now <laughs> can't, can't george carlin just show up in a phone booth and be all like get in we got <laughs> shit to do <laughs> get in losers we've got the, a planet to save <laughs> there you go uh, speaking yeah. of saving planets, um... what are we talking about? Right, this is a Matrix right. podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much code. A Matrix podcast. <laughs> I would do that with you. I'm just saying I can talk I about those extensively. Anyways, <laughs> Cheetor's pointing a gun at Scorponok. <laughs> And Scorponok, yeah, yeah, and Scorponok starts like clickety cladding his pinchers because he's still in beast form at this point. Oh, I said something dumb last podcast, and I said scorpions are not <laughs> uh, arachnids. You did. They, say they are arachnids. For some reason, I was like, oh, but they only have two eyes, and they've got claws, and they don't count. No, no, of course they're arachnids. I also said that a group of gorillas was a harem it is not it is a troop oh i didn't even yeah. know that that uh, i googled it <laughs> i was like what is it um a gorilla's like group of female gorillas is his harem but like the the group of gorillas in general is called a troop and what is the general of the troop of gorillas in general well <laughs> well, if they're if they're silly, they're called a goof troop. Oh, 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 oh. oh well played, good <laughs> sir. <laughs> That's the best I had, <laughs> and I don't have anything to follow it up with. To be perfectly honest, so so now now it's a goofy movie <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, anybody so, listening to so, this, can you tell that there's not a lot happening in this episode? So, so Max is all, like, to Goofy, I don't want to go camping, Dad. Okay, Goofy just wants some time with his son. Like, man, Max is such a dink to him. He just wants quality time with his son before he, like, grows up and, like, leaves forever. Man, watching that as an adult is a different experience than watching it as a kid. It is, yeah. Uh, my my partner loves that movie, and she got me to revisit it with her a few years back. And I was like, oh wow! Like I was, I remember watching it as a kid, and like I was totally on Max's side about everything. Yeah, but like just kind of like we used to love Cheetor. Yeah. Now he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> but like watching it as an adult, like I actually see. Not, not that I have children, but, like, I actually understand on a certain level, like, what Goofy's trying to do and, like, what he's going through. Yeah, anyway, clickety, Scorponok, clickety-clack. So, Scorponok, with his, with his Scorponok voiced by Polly Shore is like, clickety-clack, buddy. <laughs> uh, 
And was it Polly Shore in a Goofy movie? Right, he's the best friend. <laughs> so, so Polly Shore <laughs> is clickety clacking his pinchers, and Cheetor says some kind of quip that is all yeah, like ah ah ah. You don't want to make my trigger finger like nervous or yeah. He's like and... uh, he's like clicking makes my trigger finger twitchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then... you don't want me to. You wouldn't like me if if I'm twitchy. So you just got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do I? <laughs> Kitty? Baby Blue? <laughs> so. Which apparently is what Cheetor calls some people. So. Anyways, Tarantulas is here and he also has a quip. Yeah, so Scorponok, like, starts moving away from the uh the mega cannon and he keeps like clickety clacking his pinchers and and Sheetor, instead of just shooting him because like you know the maximals are nice he's just like holding him off waiting for optimus yeah like he's just like pointing a gun at him telling him not to move oh yeah i guess we should mention that uh Cheetor did radio in and when old baby blue told Cheetor to <laughs> withdraw and he was all like no can do baby blue optimus was like ah i'm going after him prime jets on and then fly yeah off. he immediately went and, and flew off yeah and he says out loud because, you know, Cheetor's the smartest of the Maximals. Um, you're not going anywhere until Optimus gets here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, 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 you don't want to something, something. You wouldn't like me when I'm... Angry. Anyways, Tarantulas, like, <laughs> pops up and he's like, no, I prefer my pay, uh, prey, like, terrified or, like, something like that. No, he doesn't he say... says something creepy. What does he say? Wow, I swear we watched this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fantastic <laughs> podcast we have here. <laughs> when, when the viewers, if they follow along with us, are are like know more about the episode than than we do, we just know you just know there's one single listener out there right now listening to this who is all like hitting their keyboard, being like, "God damn it, you fucking idiots!" And they have the script in front of them, whereas we <laughs> yeah. we don't. We get that like one like hardcore Beast Wars fan that isn't me. <laughs> just like like from Russia or something like that. <laughs> oh, you it know has, what? I... Like memorabilia all over his room. You know what I found out yesterday is we actually have three listeners in Turkey. Hey, like actually, hey, how's it going, three guys in Turkey? So shout, shout to Turkey. Shout out, shout out to to our three Turkish listeners because wow, <laughs> why do you listen to this show? Not that I'm complaining, but. Hey, maybe, maybe Beast Wars just arrived in their country. <laughs> maybe. And it's brand new. And we're striking while the iron's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if, like, most <laughs> of the people that listened to this were, like, pe people from, like, a completely, like, different country. Uh, I do have, actually, uh, listener data for us. Most of them are in Canada. Um, and a oh, lot of, and a lot of them are in BC, so it's like half of them. Oh, are, wow. half of them are people I know, undoubtedly. <laughs> <laughs> All the people from BC are the people that know you. Yeah, pretty much. What were we talking about? Oh, so goofy movie. <laughs> no, no, we were talking about the Tarantulas. Oh, right, right. No, we were talking about Bill and Ted. <laughs> 
There was a cartoon. So anyway, we were watching. Christopher Nolan's new film. <laughs> reboot, right? Christopher so, Nolan's reboot. <laughs> Holy shit! Glitch. Could you imagine Christopher Nolan making a reboot movie? I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh, so would I. A Christopher Nolan reboot movie, like a standalone like reboot. Wow, that that would actually be really great. I I think he could do something really interesting with that concept. There's very few people I would say that about, <laughs> but I I think I think he could be interesting. And who would you cast as Bob in Christopher Nolan's reboot? As Bob? Oh wow. Do you have anyone in mind? I need to give that a think. Uh, he likes <sighs> to reuse actors. It would probably need to be someone... Not young, but probably our age, maybe. Y- yeah, like 30s, maybe. If you have, like, immor- Gordon- immortal Tom... Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's... I mean, he's, he's too... He is a bit older than us, but... He's too... Like... Well, actually, maybe. 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 But who would be Dot? Uh... That's a harder one. It would be Dot. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. Enzo, you could just cast some, like, random kid. You could cast some, like, random kid. Also, like, they... It... It's not like not that I ever give a shit about like eh, the Punisher can't be Asian or black. He's white in the comics. Um, I've always hated that like premise that like oh the Flash has to be like <laughs> like a white guy because the comics he is a white guy. Oh the yeah. Punisher has to be like a white guy. Yeah, because who cares? Because they're really. they're also they're they're all they're all white people basically. But when it comes to reboot, they're all green and purple. <laughs> And black and like metallic or mime mask, so they can be like literally like anybody, any shape, and they would just do the mocap for them, right? Mm-hmm. So, given that premise, okay, now we're now we're hype hypo- hypothesizing <laughs> um, about something that will never get made. I, I want to propose Andy Circus as Megabyte. Oh, yeah, he could do the the movements. Yeah, yeah, he could, right? Yeah, yeah he, he he do the mocap and the voice. I think he could pull it off. Who was that um, evil antagonist in like the three hundred sequel, the one that's like naked for half the movie and that like fucks the protagonist guy? Like literally. Yeah, something Eva Green or like what's her? <laughs> what's... <laughs> See, I was when you were saying like I was thinking Xerxes. <laughs> no, that's why I said the second movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I don't remember Xerxes fucking Leonidas, but I mean, I could see it happening. <laughs> um, yeah, Eva Green could be hexadecimal. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I like Beast that, Wars I, is a I thing. Like, I like that casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eva Green could could do it. Anyway, so oh, we, we oh, are oh, actually oh, a Beast oh, Wars oh, podcast. Oh, oh. Florence Pugh oh. as Dot. Okay. Yeah. I knew I knew we'd come around to yeah. There we go. We got it. And um, I don't know. Jackie Chan is Fong. <laughs> Jetly. He's about the same age, right? Oh, Jetly. Yeah, Jetly is getting up there now. But um, Jackie Chan has that like voice of like comical and distressed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't want to do like a, especially now you don't want to do an Asian caricature voice, which is kind of what Fong was, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why I'm like, oh, just Jackie Chan. 
just Jackie Chan speaking normally. Yeah. Or is that a caricature? Anyways, I swear this is a Beast Wars <laughs> podcast. We need to. Okay, so... I, okay. I've been. I've done a terrible job at keeping us <laughs> on track for this. Okay, Tarantulas pops out. He sc- says something scary, really scary, and. Cheetor gets spooked, and he turns around. He shoots at Tarantulas and misses, and Scorponok sees his opportunity. Scorponok terrorizes, and he missiles Cheetor. Like, just point-blank, missiles him, and he's done. And then, uh, with Cheetor out of the way, Tarantulas kind of goes, (laughs) Better grab that weapon while you can, and get it back to base before Optimus gets here. And Scorponok goes, don't give me orders. I'm second in command. You will take the cannon back and I will take care of Optimus. You hear me? Tarantulas? Tarantulas! <laughs> like, he, he's just yelling this into the void. Because, like, Tarantulas is a creepy motherfucker who just, like, peaced out. He's a very respected supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he just, pe- like, pieces out and leaves... Scorponok to do whatever Scorponok does with the cannon. Yeah, he and... like grabs it. He like transforms back to beast form and then grabs it with his pincher, his clickety clacking pinchers, and then starts like dragging it away. And then yeah. Optimus shows up, and we see Cheetor on the ground, just fucking mangled. And like, yeah, Cheetor... he's got a big hole in his cheetah plate. Yeah, he's like, he's like cheetah head that rests on his chest is like partially off and he has like this big like gaping hole in it and you see like red circuitry and shit like that i actually like uh, i watched uh, the episode with my partner earlier and when we uh when it cut to that shot i was just like oh shit cheetor's yeah he really, was effed up cheetor's really fucked up here you gotta look out for scorpinox missiles <laughs> Who knows what they're gonna be? They're gonna do. Are they gonna directly hit you and f you up, or are they gonna carry you off into the horizon? <laughs> are they going carry to... you into the sunset? Are they are they going to just like leave a gaping hole in your chest, or are they going to be cross country missiles? Who knows? <laughs> it's a mystery. Not even Scorponok knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that that kind of reminds me. Um, I'm thinking of. And I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'll leave this in the final podcast audio or not, but I'm thinking of commissioning some artwork, some original artwork of, like, cartoon versions of us. Okay. And for me, it was going to be me in, like, a baseball cap and, like, my YTV shirt (laughs) riding Rhinox. And you, like, point kind of pointing in one direction like that. And it was going to be you on a terror board kind of <laughs> pointing on the other direction with laser eyes coming out. <laughs> oh, well, if if you do, like, I will obviously half that with you. And in the background, I want to have, like, it off in the distance, Dinobot being cross-country missiled. <laughs> <laughs> Just with like um like a uh, an airstream like all the way across the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I'll go halfers. <laughs> if you find like a st- uh, a style that you like from a certain artist, I'll I'll definitely 
go halfers with that. Yeah, I'm going. Red. I, I'm aiming for something like pretty, uh, like pretty cartoony looking. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I, I wanted something for our like uh, for the website when I eventually build it or get someone to build. I kind of started messing around with it, uh, or when I finally convinced someone to actually just do the work for me because I hate building websites. Um, yeah, it feels like work. <laughs> but yeah, so I want That's this rad. artwork for the the website or like uh, eventually the Facebook like, group or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just like something to use. <laughs> but th this is the idea that i had like that was the idea that i had in my head earlier <laughs> that's actually great <laughs> uh, i'm glad you approve i'm i'm on board um on optimus terror finds board? him <laughs> on terror i'm on board? terror board um... <laughs> uh, i'm gonna run to the washroom real quick uh once okay. again feel f i don't know if i'm gonna edit this out or not so feel free to just jibber jabber yeah, of course. Okay. So the people that are wondering, Christopher's on a break right now, so I get to talk again. The people that are wondering about why the ending to the third Matrix movie doesn't make any sense, rewatch that as, as an adult because like, it's, it's some heavy stuff. So at the very end, um, Agent Smith is standing there and he's like, I've, I've seen this before. You're, you were standing there, and, and I'm standing here, and I, I say something like, like actually, I feel bad. I'm, I'm a bad Matrix fanboy. Um, oh, I can't remember now. But like the reason why this Agent Smith is magical and can fly is because he absorbed, um, wow, my brain isn't here, the, the Oracle. Oh, he says, he says, everything that has a beginning has an end, Neo. Hmm. I don't recall that, but that's what Google says. That actually does not sound like the last line. But he starts saying, Wait, uh, no. And that's the first time that Agent Smith ever calls him Neo, which implies that the Oracle is actually talking to Neo in that scene. Everything that has a beginning has an end, Neo. Right? And then he kind of snaps out of it and he goes, no, what is this? Get, get away from me. It's a trick or something. Like now he doesn't want to defeat him. And he says he says something to, to Smith. The reason that him killing Neo destroys all of the Agent Smith program is because there are two sides to, to the yin-yang. Um, there's an argument to be made that Agent Smith is actually the one. He's this like weird like anomaly that's completely changing and destroying the Matrix. And that's what the one is supposed to do. He was supposed to free everyone. And that's what Agent Smith is sort of doing, but in an opposite sense. He's enslaving everyone. Everyone is like becoming him. But as it shows at the end of the movie, when he kind of is destroyed, it's because he took out the other part of himself. And Agent Smith is only an anomaly because the one, Neo, rubbed off on him after the first movie. There was something like about his like programming that made him a little bit more like human and less of a program. Kind of like how Neo is kind of a little bit like a program rather than like a um, than a human. He he's more like the weird um, programs in the Matrix than he is any of the people in the Matrix. And so that yin yang doesn't exist, and the matrix is reset. I was talking about and the they, matrix. Hello. And they all lived happily ever after. 
And they did. And there's a sunset in the sky. And the little girl from the train station is actually the cause of like of the Aurora Borealis or something like that. And we have that little glitchy like program to thank for that. Oh, like actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little girl at the, the end of the Matrix is talking to the Oracle and um, it's implied that she's making like the sky all like pink and, and purple and cool looking. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen The Matrix Reloaded in probably like 15, or not Reloaded, uh, Revolutions in probably like 15 years. So I need to revisit it. I I go back to... Very much like those movies. I go back to The Matrix Reloaded every now and then because, um, fuck the haters, I actually like that one. Yeah, The Frenchman and um, who's The the Frenchman's wife? The Merovingian. Oh yeah, the the Merovingian and his like wife uh, played by Persephone. Yeah, Persephone played by who's that? I always forget her name. I think it Sophia something. Um, the Frenchman's wife, Matrix. I always forget her name. I know. She was, um, she was really hot. Monica Bellucci. Oh, Monica Bellucci. Yeah, she doesn't age. <laughs> Like, if you search, like, Monica Bellucci, like, 2020, you're like, oh, huh, one of those people. (laughs) Monica Bellucci. Yeah, she's, uh, she, she's an interesting character. They definitely use her for her sex appeal in the second Matrix movie. Much like they use Morpheus for sex appeal in all of the movies. She's definitely aged, but considering, I mean, when The Matrix Reloaded came out, she was already in her late 30s. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss looks great. I've seen, like, recent, like, pictures of her, like, gearing up for The Matrix and stuff, and well, she looks great. Well, yeah, she was in the uh, the, the Netflix Marvel shows most recently, too, and those, that was only a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And she hasn't aged terribly much since we're on this like segue or um, anyways um alex winter felt so much <laughs> like um bill s preston esquire i think he actually yeah. was a better bill than keanu was as ted absolutely um alex winter like was bang on like right for the character and <laughs> keanu felt awkward with <laughs> When I watched uh, Bill and Ted face the music for the first time with my partner last week, I even said, I'm like, while we were watching the movie, I'm like, I'm like, Alex Winter has just slipped back into that role without any problems. But I feel like Keanu Reeves is struggling with it. Yes, it felt like an actor playing Ted rather than Ted if he's just older. And not even whereas and not Alex even, Winter like even, definitely felt like an older Bill. And not even well because like there is an actor playing Ted in the movie and they nail it and that is Bridget Lundy Payne as Billy Ted's daughter. She fucking oh, she, na- she fucking nails it. Like even yeah, right actually, down yeah. right even right down to the body language. Like I want to watch They a, do a way better. I want to watch a spin-off with those two. <laughs> right like they, they actually like do a way better uh wh- what's her name in the in the movie B- billy or uh billy and thea yeah and thea and billy's the brunette yeah ted's daughter yeah yeah um 
Which is just she, she's so great cute that they named their children after each other. After each other, <laughs> yeah. That's actually a. That's the one of the few funny markers of the movie. Is that Bill and Ted are like these insep- inseparable best friends, and they don't even say I statements; they say we statements. Like the therapy, the therapy seat, the couples. That's therapy actually seat good. Is, is I actually like that in the whole movie. I think my my favorite line though is like uh, Samara weaving as Thea when um, Rufus's daughter, who is played by the voice of Mabel from Gravity Falls, fun fact, shows up and Thea notices that looking out the window and she's like, "Oh, dude, dude, dude!" And meanwhile, they're eating Cheetos. She's like, <laughs> "Dude, dude, dude, dude! It's the future." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they did their homework because they they feel more like they feel more like at least billy billy feels more like a character in a bill and ted movie than ted theodore logan does in face the music yeah so i'm glad the the show follows their daughters as much as they do anyways we're beast wars podcast i tell you (laughs) and we we need we need we need to talk about the the beast wars i tell you those damn beast wars you know <laughs> yeah um we enter a dreamscape as cheetors in a coma yes. do you remember that i do and what uh, it looks like it kind of looks like maybe cheetors memory of cybertron yeah it is and is that what it is it yeah totally it's cybertron and I like the fact that we get a little bit of a cameo of Starscream in jet form at the beginning of this sequence. Yeah, it kind of shows a few things around like Cybertron, but most of them are just like fast moving lights or whatever. Mm -hmm. Odd little mechanical objects. But yeah, I I was going to ask, is that implying that it's Starscream when we open with that? That that might be some foreshadowing. Uh Uh-oh. Um... Yeah, so it's it's Cybertron and Cheetor's like living high and mighty and he's kind of just lounging over this like tower. In yes. the distance it shows like Megatron way down beneath him, as if he's this big thing and they're like these small insignificant things. Yeah, so he's sitting and on it's top- Megatron, Waspinator, and Pterosaur that are looking up at him. Yeah, and so Cheetor is just, like, sitting all casually, like a badass, on top of this, like, pillar. And the uh, the Predacons are on top of another building, like, way far down. And Cheetor is just all, like, acting all casual, being all like, ha ha ha, just... Oh, ho ho, can't hit this, like, big kitty or something like that. And the three, the three take shots at him and they all just miss and it shows like explosions in the background and it's also nighttime by the way and he laughs and he, he throws laughs. his like, yeah <laughs> he laughs he throws his gun up in the air like like spins it and catches it and he just fires twice with like barely even like aiming and he just completely like takes out waspinator and pterosaur and then it shows megatron there, kind of like and it's yeah. like it yeah. looks like it's just between me and you Megatron does his whole, like, thing that he does quite regularly. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, it shows 
Cheetor like very casually like recock his gun or whatever and then shoot him and Megatron's taking taken out and he says some more quips. And then behind him Megatron is decapitated in the explosion. Oh right. There's an explosion. He's not just shot. And his head goes splat against a wall nearby. And, and one of his teeth fall out? Yeah, a bunch of his teeth fall out one by one. <laughs> yeah, cartoonically his cartoonically? That's a word, right? Cartoonishly. Um, cartoonishly. So like his head smacks yeah, into so, the wall. So his head goes flying almost. Yeah, his head goes flying, and when it hits the wall, it doesn't just like shatter or anything. It actually like squishes. Squishes like it's made of rubber or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like it, and stick against the wall as his like teeth fall out, and then the head falls. Yeah. <laughs> and it cuts back to Cheetor. And he's kind of like all smug about it, but then he hears like sinister laughter, and it's creepy tarantulas, and he panics and turns around and fires off into this like hole, and then he pauses for a second, and then the eyes light up, and that's also the first time I'm like, hold up, does he have eye lasers? Tarantulas has nine eyes, <laughs> not eight, not two. He has nine. Yeah. So now I'm like, I don't even know what an arachnid is anymore. <laughs> I think spiders have eight. <laughs> and well, there's nothing that has more, but, well, but also he's a transformer. Up. So the, uh, the, the, the number of eyes that tarantulas has will actually come up later in the episode. And, oh, he gets scared. And while he's like, kind of like panic scared of tarantulas, he's got these like glowing eyes in this like little cave. Scorponok out of nowhere is there. And he like shoots a missile at Cheetor. So kind of like recreating the stress of him losing the battle earlier. Yeah. And then when the missile comes towards him, he kind of like bolts awake out of his like Cybertron dream. Mm -hmm. So he, I guess he's very, it implies subconsciously that he's very afraid of tarantulas, even though Scorponok was the one that took him out. And I don't blame him. Tarantulas I, is like a creepy motherfucker, as we will see later. I, I think the fact that he was sitting perched atop a pillar high above the, the big bad Predacons who are just like, down on this lower platform and he just shoots them like they're nothing i feel like that also kind of implies that deep down he actually feels really ill-equipped against them and that's like his subconscious oh like a power yeah fantasy that's like that's like a power fantasy that's his subconscious like trying to essentially like make him feel more powerful more powerful against them but like deep down right but like the root of that is deep down he actually feels ill-equipped to deal with them oh that that's interesting yeah which given... so he takes them out easily but then his subconscious catches up to him and yeah that manifests as like the fear he has about the situation that just happened to him yeah which given how much cheetor has already failed time and time again in this show like it it kind of makes sense i have to i have to give it to him though like he's pretty brave despite how much he's failed is it is it being brave or is it just brash it can be both <laughs> both both is good why not both uh 
So he bolts awake, and it shows, like, what, Optimus and Rhinox, like, repairing him? Yeah. He he bolts awake, and he's, like, being repaired. And then Rhinox is just, like, he he tries to sit up, and Rhinox just, like, pushes him back down. Right. Yeah. And And Optimus... Are they all in their animal, in their beast mode, or are they... Uh, no. At r- this point, Rhinox is in his robot form. Right, he's right. Working on Cheetor, but Rattrap and Optimus are both in their beast forms. Are both in their beast mode? Yeah, beast yeah. forms. Um. Oh, right. Because Rattrap is eating an apple. He is. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> and being such a dick in this scene. He's being like, it's very. For some reason, I'm not too bothered by what he says in this because, like, there's some truth to rat traps jabs (laughs) Mm -hmm. but for okay one they can eat organic matter which has never been shown before so like why is he why is he eating an apple i guess they can they can intake energy by by eating things uh that it is something that will come up later but as of yet it is something that is heretofore not been explored in the show. Yeah, he he's just like holding an apple core <laughs> in the scene. I and just, uh, I, I just imagine Rat Trap in his rat form, like standing in the doorway, like on two legs, with his back <laughs> against the with his back against the doorway, just like taking a bite into the apple and being all like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what? I'm eating an apple. <laughs> this What's fu- it to you? This fucking guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> so. Would it be interesting if they could only eat the diet of the animal they were? <laughs> oh, that actually, that would be interesting. Yeah, Spoiler- which also explains what happens later in this episode. Spoilers for the listeners, the show does not go there. <laughs> but, but that would be kind of cool. Right, which in this episode makes sense because late, like way later, like at the end, Rat Chop is like, eh, "I'm off to munch on some garbage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, we'll see a scary spider part later on that makes sense for a spider. What's happening here? They they say something about like, "Oh no, they have the cannon. What are we gonna do?" And oh, first they chew him out. Yeah, you're right. Rat yeah. Chop like cuts into him. Yeah, Rattrap says, like, a bunch of shit, cutting him down. And... Continuously, back and forth. Yeah. I wish I could remember exactly what he said. Optimus, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Optimus is like, um, this is when he's like, Rhinox spent a month making that, and we don't have the parts to remake it. Like, you need to stop, like, thinking this is a game and treat the Beast Wars seriously. Yeah, Optimus is basically like basically like this could have all been avoided if you had just followed orders if you had just waited for me to arrive this wouldn't have happened yeah and he's like and now that uh survey com that you were testing has been destroyed and cheetor is like well at least i proved it worked (laughs) (laughs) and then rat trap digs at him and optimus is like is like basically like that doesn't matter like the thing's wrecked and thing took Rhinox a month <laughs> to build and he doesn't have the parts to make another one you have cost us a significant tactical advantage yeah that's what he says significant tactical advantage and that's true 
Yeah. Because, yeah. like you had said earlier, it would have worked even with energon interference. Yeah. So. And so they they acknowledge that uh, Megatron now has the cannon. And... He's like, well, at least they got the drop on those guys. And Rat Trap's like, eh, it sounds like they got the drop on you. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the quips. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when, when Cheetor was explaining his, uh, like, how things went down, he's like, oh, yeah, I got the drop on him. And the Rat Trap was like, oh, and, and, and how'd that work out for you? and then he's like well it would have been fine but like tarantulas came up behind me like a creepy motherfucker (laughs) and that's when optimus was like that's when scorponok took advantage of of you being distracted yeah um and yeah yeah so optimus orders uh, or uh, gives the command to radio dinobot because they'll need his knowledge of the Predacon base to mount an assault against the uh, the Mega Cannon. Yeah, to, or... to stop the Predacons from having an advantage, like a yeah, like a huge cannon that who knows what they're gonna do with. Yeah, and Cheetor is like, I can get inside their base. Let me do it, Optimus. He can. <laughs> he, he jumped around in there. He had a hell of a time running around in their base that one episode yeah he even wrote a terror board yeah more successfully than pterosaur <laughs> um but i am kind of wondering though it's like can you get inside their base that that transporter network has been destroyed like how how are you going to get in there just run in the front gate <laughs> just in your cheetah the, form just charge in <laughs> just well yeah if they don't have any turrets or auto cannons just run in as a cheetah storm the predacon base they can't stop us all <laughs> <laughs> just um have one of those shots of like rat trap riding rhinox and just have the whole gang there just like charging they don't stop the fight. They just they just run right in. They just run. Raptors are supposed to be fast, right? They, they just run past all of the Predacons, and Megatron in his robot form just like turns around and watches them go past. And he's just like, <laughs> "What? Seize them! <laughs> no!" But that doesn't happen. What actually happens is che- <laughs> Cheetor gets turned down. It might have been a fan episode. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> a fan episode. Cheetor's being like cut into and he's like, Ugh, fine, whatever. I'm I'm not even gonna go to my room this time. And he like oh, runs off. He's yeah. like, I'll show you all. Yeah, um when Optimus is like radio Dinobot, uh we need his expertise to get in to uh about their we need his knowledge about the predacon base cheetor is like i can get get inside their base let me do it optimus and optimus is like you've done enough like a dis- like a disappointed father <laughs> you've done enough now go to your room and he's like i don't want to go to my room and he's cheetor out and he like runs off but like we're, we're not doing a good job of summarizing uh rat trap <laughs> but rat trap has been like super digging into him like the entire time yeah and something he oh they have a little confrontation um he's like oh like the next time you say something like that to me i'll have a rat on a stick 
Rawr! And like gets up in his face. And Rat Trap like gets up in his head. Oh, because he's like, oh, at least I'm brave enough to actually go into the base. Right. Because Rat Trap says that's dumb. And he's like, yeah, but you don't have a mind to be scared when you when you should sometimes, dummy. Right. And he's like, I'll show you. And he runs off. And so Rhinox kind of gives him this like disapproving glance. And he's like, you know what he'll do, right? And Rat Trap's like, eh, it was just grilling him. He's fine. And he goes, hmm. And then Rat Trap's like, okay, okay, I'll go talk to him if I can catch him. And that leads us to, I'm going to kind of, there's a part where like Rhinox is awkwardly in his Rhinox form sitting at that like middle table and it looks hilarious. Yeah, so there, and like there, there's Dinobot a whole, comes in. <laughs> there, there, there's this whole scene on the, uh, the, the bridge of the maximal base where everyone is in beast form and it's like, in the case of Rhinox, it's really awkward because at one point he actually like kind of stands up on his hind legs and puts his little like rhino front. Feet He's like onto the sitting computer, with his computer yeah. console. <laughs> and it's like operating the computer console with his rhino feet. It's really yeah, he's weird. like sitting down and he's got his stumpy rhino feet sitting like like a bear sits. Yeah, and he's got his like rhinoceros like. Hooves? Hoofs? Same thing elephants have, I guess. Uh, legs? Rhino, feet? Rhino feet. <laughs> rhino feet! <laughs> like, up on the console. But it's like... Dude, what do you, you can't use a computer like that. Don't be silly. Yeah, it's it's really strange. It's like, why aren't they just in robot form? And it's been proven that they can just chill inside their base in robot form. Yeah. There's no, like, time limit. or Or the time limit is way longer. Like, they have dampening fields on the ship or so- something like that but it yeah, hasn't been they, explained they, they yet like but <laughs> the, the ship has energon shielding uh, oh, it, there, there it, we go it, it is a plot point that will come up in a later episode yeah. but the dark side the predacon ship does does not mm. doesn't seem to be anyway because they're always chilling in their their beast form and it's kind of been proven that the other than a couple of them the Predacons don't really like being in their beast mode. Mm. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we, no, Megatron's we, like almost always in his robot form. Yeah, Megatron definitely does not like being a T-Rex. I think he just chose it because it was the biggest <laughs> animal. But his uh, his T-Rex like hand head uh, is pretty cool. So there's that. Yeah, it's weird that like the eyes of his like t-rex hand move sometimes <laughs> like he'll like bring it up and kind of like stroke it and be like isn't that right girl and like the the t-rex eyes will like look at him yeah <laughs> i'm it's... exaggerating but it, it that's true that the eyes do it, move yeah there there are times where he'll just like pet it and the eyes will look <laughs> at him it's weird <laughs> it's weird you thought I was joking, but that, that happens. <laughs> no, it it does happen, and it's it only happens in a couple of episodes. But when it does happen, like even when I was a kid watching this, I was like, "What?" Y- yeah, because <laughs> it's like that's like turning your hand into like a little like puppet and drawing eyes on it. And <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like he's a little bit insane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. What do we got now? Oh, Cheetor sneaking into the base? Yeah, that's where we're at. So, like, Cheetor completely not listening and trying to, like, prove himself. I don't know what he... I guess what his goal here is. He doesn't communicate it to the audience, but it's to, like, sneak attack and blow up the cannon. 
Yeah. That they this that uh Scorponok presumably brought back. Yeah. Uh but instead, as he's creeping around like the ruins, because it's in the kind of like a cratery, rocky kind of like mountain, like oh he's like looking at the base and a rock slides out from behind him. And Tarantulas comes out. He comes oh. out like a trapdoor spider. And then it cuts to a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish the ads uh, on Tubi actually lined up with the commercial breaks for the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> and They he... kind of just happen at random times. Do we? What happened? Oh, I think he wait. We are jo- we join Cheetor again after it fades from black and is yeah I think that's where we're at. He's on like an energy web. Yep. Like in a cave. Yeah, he's on this. Uh, he is stuck uh, vertically to this like glowing blue energy based spider web. Yeah, and Tarantulas is there, and he has this like electronic device beside him presumably connected to the web this like energy web it has all these kind of like bars and an up arrow and a down arrow (laughs) it has an up arrow and a down arrow (laughs) and the it has like what uh beside these meters what essentially look like the reverse of the goldeneye 007 health (laughs) and shield meters kind of yeah, that's that's a good way to describe so in, it. So instead of them being like O-shaped, essentially, on either side of the screen, they're basically just reversed. So they're going outward in a T-shape. Oh, they ki- yeah, they kind of are. And it's presumed that any... So, like any good nefarious villain, he kind of, like, gives Cheetor some monologue in, in this giant tarantula form. And he goes... Oh, this device is to um, drain you of your energy until you're you're dead, and then I will feast upon your your like biofluids or your your fluids or something like that. And Cheetor responds and says, "Whoa, you're oh!" And to to give him a like a taste of it, um, he like now turns it up to maximum. Yes, and like and it yeah. kind of like. Uh, like makes him pain and it starts draining his energy really fast. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so I can turn it up to full and it will drain your body of energy quickly. Uh, and I can feast on your flesh. I and then he turns it I, down. But he turns it down. He's like, and I prefer to do, but I prefer to do it more slowly because the flesh, the taste is the, better. The, the taste is better when the flesh is more alive, which is pretty yeah. fucked up for a kids show. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, so he's explaining to his victim why he's torturously killing him slowly instead of quickly. It's very Hannibal. Wow. Lecter. It's almost like Hannibal Lecter ish. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so this, if you're ten and you're checking out Beast Wars, welcome to your first serial killer, <laughs> children. Like he's he could like this is actually really creepy and like it violent is, yeah. and like scary. Um, I'm not gonna bother with like the uh, oh, there is a part where he's like, oh, oh, after he turns it back down, Cheetor goes uh whoa because like he he can't talk he can just kind of like scream when it was in maximum Mm -hmm. and when he turns it back down uh he kind of like 
gets his recollection again and he says you are one space happy spider i'm not even kidding and i'm like <laughs> i i should have writ- wrote down all of the <laughs> bullshit that cheetor says in every episode from now on because a lot of it doesn't even make sense <laughs> space happy spider you are one space happy spider and tarantulas just goes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. what does that mean <laughs> i maybe maybe cheetor went back into his like his mind palace when he was being <laughs> electrocuted. I... His palace. <laughs> oh, Which is um, him on a tower in Cybertron. Um, so yeah, you're one space happy spider! And... Then we, oh, jeez. Uh, we cut to... I think we cut to Rat Trap. Yeah, the in-between, when it's on like the maximal base and Rat Trap... It's not important. We're going to cut back to Rat Trap because that's that's the important part, right? Yeah. And Rat Trap is in the same place. And he's muttering to himself. He's like, eh, stupid cat, like blah, blah, blah. I can still smell his stench. And he's essentially, it's implying that he's tracking um, Cheetor. This which... is right outside the Predacon <laughs> base, by the way. Yeah, which I find it kind of interesting. So, like, basically to like skip past like all the bullshit... Uh, yeah. Basically, um, Rat Trap has decided to fuck off from the Maximal base by himself and go and save Cheetor. Yeah, um, and Rhinox kind of knows because later, or at, at this same time, it shows um, Dinobot, Optimus, and Rhinox around the console in their animal forms yeah. and in their beast mode. And optimus is like uh where's rat trap we need him to like scout like the predacon like base and rhinox goes uh uh he's still talking with cheetor yeah that's it (laughs) yeah so like he knows because he kind of is the one that prompted rat trap he knows that rat trap went off to go grab cheetor and that cheetor effed off to the predacon base so he's like oh they're they're uh they're still talking yeah yeah. And Dinobot's like, there, the you Maximals talk too much, and like slams his little raptor paws around. I don't know. He says something like that. We, and then like, they argue about like, a direct assault. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he's like, we must prepare for a full frontal assault on the. Predacon and Optimus base. is like, Back yeah, again. Optimus is like, no, they would use the cannon defensively. That would make the most sense. And then they kind of, like, argue. So it just kind of cuts to them, like, arguing and Rhinox covering for Rat Trap. Yeah. And then we jump back to the, the base, and it shows Tarantulas being creepy, like, watching Cheetor be drained and, like, moan in pain. Yeah. <laughs> and Rat Trap, instead of getting getting the um, the upper hand and, like, surprising Tarantulas, he just walks up behind Tarantulas and announces himself in, like, beast mode. Uh, one thing I want to point out is uh, before the reveal of Rat Trap. So Rat Trap is uh, is near the Pred- is outside near the Predacon base. Oh right, and yeah, he's he like, sniffs he's around. Like, he's like sniffing around, and he finds this like one rock, and he's like, "Oh, what's this?" And he just like lifts this one boulder off and sees this like little tunnel going down presumably the the tunnel that tarantulas jumped out and grabbed cheetor from presumably yeah uh so he goes down and then uh tarantulas is continuing to torture cheetor and uh cheetor is like man you are one sick bug 
I don't even oh, have yeah. any real blood. All I have right. is mech fluid. And Tarantulas is like, my circuits will adjust. It's the act I enjoy, enjoy more than the nourishment. Yeah. Which is it's like, like... Oh, eating you isn't important. Or, sorry, um, eating you for like nourishment isn't important. Torturing you and eating you is more of a symbol. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's like... Ugh. Yeah, it's like, you know, eating you isn't really going to do much for me. I just really enjoy the act of cannibalizing others in my <laughs> species. And I, I had mentioned this earlier. Um, rat trap, like, eating garbage. Uh, tarantulas, like, enjoying catching something in a web and, like, draining its fluids. Yeah. Maybe they have some of their animal instincts, like wear on them a little bit and influence their personality a bit like he wouldn't have done this if he was not a tarantula not a spider type thing right so well, not that we know not that we know of but i just feel like the whole like draining thing the the web specifically uh maybe yeah. he's just a villain who's rolling with his motif like he's <laughs> he's rolling with like what he's he's been given and he's like ah, i'm a spider so you know, I'm gonna make a web torture device. Why not? I mean, maybe on Cybertron, he was the kind of person who would tie someone up and then slowly eat them. Maybe. And, and, and now then, he's just rolling with the spider thing. And now, and now, like the the spider has just added a like the the tar the tarantula thing has just added a more thematic element to his <laughs> to his serial killing in cannibalistic ways. Yeah, so uh, oh yeah, he tries to. Just, and did so, we already talk about this? Did he try to maximize Cheetor? And he, he can't. Yeah, he can't. Uh, that was in the the last scene with yeah, the yeah. We saw. But like, while Tarantulas is all like, it's the act I enjoy more than the nourishment. <laughs> Uh, he is crawling onto the web oh, on top right. of Cheetor. Like and, right on him. Like right on him. And his little like mouth thingy Ma is like right... Ma mandibles? <laughs> mouth parts. Sure. <laughs> Either or. Uh, is like right at Cheetor's face. And it's just, it's a really fucking creepy scene to watch. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's creepy. But yeah, uh, and then so Rat Trap is just there all of a sudden. Yep, just right behind him. Just right behind him, and he lets out some kind of Rat Trap quip, which I don't remember. It's something insulting him being like a spider. <laughs> I wish I had written. Uh, maybe not. Then this episode would go on forever. <laughs> um, note, note to self and to listeners: next week I will either once again watch the episode several times throughout the week, or I will actually be a real podcast host and take notes. <laughs> Well, I think that the spirit of it is more important than the word-for-word -word interpretation. That is fair. Especially when you go on rants about other things. Uh, so what ends up happening uh, here? Oh, so they anyway, both take turns. So they anyway, both take turns transforming. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, <laughs> that that scene with Smith with the uh, the multiple 
Agent Smiths. The Burly Brawl. The Burly Brawl, which is the name of the song that plays in that score. I like to think that instead of looking like, like just people outside the Matrix can see Agent Smith... But inside the Matrix, they're just like housewives and like children, like fighting this one dude in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> like they all still look like like the the people that Agent Smith takes over. You know, the biggest thing that I was let down by with the Matrix Revolutions is I was really stoked about the notion of Smith actually getting into the real world. And he, he does. He yeah, he does in the Matrix Reloaded. And at that, like, to-be-continued ending, uh, it shows, like, we, we see a visual cue that he is definitely in the real world now, inhabiting the body of someone. But what he does with that is very underwhelming in The Matrix Revolution. I like it because it's a good contrast to the Dragon Ball Z fighting <laughs> that goes on at the end. And it's very like that, human and vulnerable and scary fair, yeah. when they're fighting in just these weak, fleshy human forms. That yeah, that that's fair, I suppose. And the the whatever actor played the the human guy, phenomenal. Who was being Hugo Weaving? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was being possessed by Agent Smith? It it's a great uh, Hugo Weaving impression. Like wow! Like you believe it's the same person. He yeah. just looks different. And Fen- if, like, he even sounds like him. <laughs> and if I'm not me... Yeah, I'm going to rewatch those. Anyways, so, we you, have Rat Trap. You know who trap. I'm not? I am not Rat Trap. You're not Rat Trap. I'm not Tarantulas, thank God. <laughs> and they, they both maximize and they terrorize after some, like, quip back and forth. Uh, Rat Trap goes to shoot Tarantulas, but he stops because, like, Cheetor's right behind him. And then Tarantulas, like, opens his, like, claw. He's got, like, two hooks for, like, his his hands. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of look, like, weird. They don't look like anything on his Tarantula form, on his spider form. You know, huh. one thing I will say about Tarantulas' robot form, um, I had a Tarantulas toy back in the day. Uh, oh, he- cool. He was a deluxe beast. In the show, Tarantulas' robot form is one of the most accurate to how the toy actually looked. Oh. Huh. Like, like the toy basically looked just like that. So he just has, like, claw hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, interesting. Even though he's got two claw hands, um, he can still hold a gun with a trigger on it. Like, he just has a normal, like... Like, oh, his gun actually shoots little missiles. It doesn't shoot, like, little photon blasts or plasma blasts like some of the others. Like, it's just, it shoots, like, little rockets. Seems to be a theme for the the Predacons. Um, He shoots, and Rat Trap jumps out of the way. Like, he kind of, like, dodges and, like, rolls behind, like, some, some rocks and stuff, if I recall. Oh, um... This is when Tarantulas, I think he literally says, like, what, is he, what does he call, like, the vision? Does he just say, like, infrared? Or does he say, like, like heat vision? Or, like, I can't quite remember what he says. But anyway, he has, like, heat vision, like night vision goggles. Yeah. Infrared goggles, yeah. And a little visor comes down 
over his like normal like eye like visor thing. Some of the Predacons just have like a continuous like lens rather than two eyes. They just have kind of like a a Robocop eye in front of them. And a green a one comes down. A like a visor kind of thing. Yeah. Uh I think Scorponok has that. Um and tarantulas. Uh, I posted yes. a picture of the tarantulas action figure in the the main chat. Oh, so that's check, not check that. That's out. not CG. Oh, oh that actually looks just like tarantulas. Yeah, it's the toy. <laughs> wow, that actually looks rad. Yeah. And, um, Rat Trap almost gets shot in this scene. And he realizes he's not just going to be able to like outshoot Tarantulas. He needs to be like clever, mm -hmm. because Tarantulas can see in the dark better. And um, well, I mean, he shoots little, little rockets. So what happens is Rat Trap reaches, he presses a button, and his forearm opens up, and a little box inside, presumably what I thought was like a bomb, what I thought was a bomb. Um, comes out and it like takes up the entirety of his arm like his arms like hollow and there's just this like little weird like device inside this is a thing we will see again many times from Rattrap. oh cool and he, he takes it out and his forearm closes again and he puts it on like a a, a pillar what do you call it when a stalagmite and stalactite like merge yeah like a pillar and sure. he like places it on there and then like sneaks away he sneaks away, and then with Tarantulas trying to, like, track him, he sees, like, this this heat signature, and he kind of creeps around the pillar, and he jumps out and points his, like, gun at him. But it's just this little box. I guess it was just producing heat. Rat Trap, like, appears behind Tarantulas, and he's like, ah, fell for the old hot box trick, huh? Or, <laughs> I don't know if he says that, but... Um... No, yeah, he was like... <laughs> He was like, ah, uh, fell for the old hotbox, did you? Oh, he actually does say hotbox. He okay. does, yeah. <laughs> and Tarantulas kind of is just slowly... Is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I was a teenager, hotbox meant something different <laughs> than, <laughs> than a, a box that produces heat to trick infrared. <laughs> and Tarantulas is kind of like slowly like weighing his options as he turns. But instead of like trying to turn and shoot, remember, Tarantulas' legs all shoot bullets. And he doesn't try to shoot him with his like like little gun. Um, his legs like turn and go <laughs> like little like submachine gun bullets. Mm -hmm. And Rat Trap like ninja dodges down. Like Ginyu Force poses and like dodges like down and quickly like shoots him. And it's actually like a cool pose. And he shoots Tarantulas somewhere in the bottom of the abdomen, and Tarantulas goes Rah! and like flies off and hits that pillar. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't show it too much. It's kind of like, oh, we don't want to show like dismemberment too much. But if you're paying attention to this scene um, before it ends, uh, Tarantulas' leg is gone. <laughs> yeah, his leg straight up got blown off. <laughs> yeah. And when he smashes into the pillar, is is that what causes the explosion? Or does Tarantulas accidentally shoot the ceiling, which causes the explosion? 
he when he flies back and hits the pillar i think he, he accidentally shoots the he ceiling does, yeah he, his back hits the pillar and it makes him throw his arms into the air and he accidentally shoots yeah the ceiling of the cave yeah that the shoots in. the ceiling yeah uh and he is is he down for the he, he's momentarily down for the count so yeah, rat trap like, kind of rock, like comes over rocks start falling from the ceiling like i <laughs> yeah when, when i was watching the episode earlier i was like wow that is the definite definite on tarantulas's part that is the definition of a plan backfiring <laughs> <laughs> ah and i thought the cave would have been on my side <laughs> and rat trap comes over and it takes him an embarrassingly long time to figure out how to help cheetor <laughs> Like, it felt gruelingly, like, long. He comes over, he can't touch the web. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, right before this fight, when they transform, um, Tarantulas, Cheetor says something to encourage um, Rat Trap, and Tarantulas angrily turns and points his gun at Cheetor, but doesn't shoot him, and leans over and turns the device up to maximum. Yeah, so now draining maximum energy. Yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, however long this takes, at least I'll take out Cheetor anyway. Yeah. So Cheetor is so, like barely. <laughs> so we jump back to che after the che battle. Cheetor is passing on is like passing out on this yeah. uh, this energy web, and, and he can't touch him. Rat like he gets shocked too. Rat yeah, Rattrap is like like mucking about on the the computer panel, like trying to turn it off. Oh, like, what does it say? You remember? There's like a female voice that says like incorrect, incorrect energy signature. Yeah, over and over, over and over again. And it's like incorrect energy signature. Incorrect and he's like, "Why, Yeah, 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 I got it. <laughs> Has and, and eventually he pulls his gun out and he's like, "He is my energy signature." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after like it. a weird, painful like thirty seconds, it's like, bro, that should have been the first thing you did. But also, like, that could have made things a lot worse. Uh, I guess it could have just, like, overloaded or, like, self-destructed or whatever. Hilariously, this doesn't just explode the device. He shoots it, and the device, like, flies off the little, like, ledge yeah. and, like, down into a ravine <laughs> deeper into the cave. And yeah. I'm like, huh, that's a weird shot, but okay. And then the web powers down, and Cheetor, like, falls off. And he's kind of like all weak, and he's like, "Oh, uh, oh, thanks." I can't remember what he says, but he he basically like he's still in there. And the whole time this has been happening to Cheetor, by the way, um, we kind of haven't talked about his dialogue. He's been like defiant and kind of like brave in the face of like being tortured by Tarantulas. He's always had Cheetor yeah. quips and everything, so he's actually not like showing that he's like afraid. Which is a plus for, for Cheetor. Yeah, he's been consistent. And then, oh, but wait! Tarantulas is not dead! Um, it's funny, because it suggests that he hopped over here. Um, he's like 20 feet behind them, kind of like awkwardly balancing on one leg. And again, the camera doesn't pan down too much, because I don't think they like showing dismemberment too much. But he's definitely on just one leg. And he says... Oh, game over, vermin. Give my regards to the Inferno. 
And I'm like, what? The Inferno? Is that what they call Satan? Yeah, hell, basically. <laughs> yeah, get, send my regards to the devil. Like, what's the Inferno? Is it just hell? Yeah, it's just hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Game over, Vermin. Give my regards to the Inferno. And what the heck happens? Do they, like, action dodge? Does he, like, jump out of the way? Yeah. That's exactly what they do. It's very similar to in uh, Beast Wars Part 2 when Megatron shoots the missile at uh, (laughs) at Optimus and then it's the missile slow-mos and then Dinobot comes into frame and then like all daintily just like tail flicks the missile out of the way. (laughs) Like it's kind of like that. Oh, is is it slow motion? The kind Uh, of like slow-mo dodge? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. Yeah. And they are both not uh, hurt by the explosion, but this makes things worse for Tarantulas <laughs> because the whole cave starts coming down now, and he's actually just buried in rubble now. Yeah. Um, but don't worry for those like he'll be um, fine. After it shows the other two like escaping, it does show him kind of like the rocks kind of fall away and his head like comically like um comes out and he goes yeah i hate that rat <laughs> i was really hoping he was gonna be like ah slag <laughs> ah slag no that's what that's um what the less refined predacons say yeah that's beneath tarantulas uh, it's funny, though, this all kind of, like, plays into this weird, like, rock, paper, scissors. Like, Cheetor always gets the drop on Scorponok. Scorponok gets the drop on, or vice, ver- or vice versa, but, like, Rat Trap always gets, like, Tarantulas. I-, I-, I can't remember the the rock, paper, scissors scheme we thought of in, like, the second second episode of this. Um, uh, but it, Dinobot, it feels like... Dinobot on Pterosaur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently there's no usually optimus is just like the the bomb against Uh, like the flyers except for last episode where (laughs) like they both shot him successfully (laughs) waspinator and pterosaur somehow got the the drop on optimus but uh anyways oh geez what happens oh right when the gang i'm just gonna wrap this up like we're almost like basically done with this it kind of like cuts back to the maximal base and right when optimus is like oh where are those two blah 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 they like pop up and they're like oh hey how's it going blah 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 Mm -hmm. and you remember what the the back and forth is optimus is something about um no cheetor says something about um oh blah 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 Uh, i've learned my my lesson from now on this kitty cat is a team player and optimus is like good to hear yeah good to hear um right yeah yeah and uh they're still on the console uh, (laughs) debating plans yeah and so they i can't remember like there's like a little bit of like bullshit conversation amongst them um but then Cheetor, when uh, they Cheetor and Rat Trap start walking back down the hallway, I actually and, did re- write this this part down. <laughs> and Cheetor is just like, 
hey, thanks for not telling Optimus about what happened. And Rattrap's just like... Yeah, he interrupts him. He's like, he's like, save it, Fleabag, or something like that. Uh, sa- Save it, kiddo. If I told Optimus about your little play date with Tarantulas, he'd kick my sweet pink butt, too. Now, uh, get out of here. I've got garbage to munch. And he says, oh, as he's walking away, he says, and one more thing. And he, like, point, like, scoldingly points at him with his little rat hand. Yeah. If you ever pull a stunt like this again, I will personally rearrange your spots. Yeah. <laughs> now get out of my way. I got garbage to munch <laughs> and the the episode ends with um cheetor fondly wa- watching like uh, just, rat trap just, like walk away just doughy-eyed like looking at yeah. him, and he's like and thanks for saving my life pal <laughs> yep literally <laughs> he just kind of quietly says to himself man thanks for saving my life pal like a, a feel good like ending and then the 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 outro cuts in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they Beasties. The, beasties. <laughs> and the the lesson for this is don't tell opt Don't it's tell like... Optimus. Okay, so <laughs> what I what I what I find funny is that like Cheetor got in shit because he was all impulsive and went off and did something on his own. Basically. Yeah. But like Rattrap then in turn did the exact same thing in saving Cheetor. Yeah. So like so, the like, lesson is don't tell Optimus? Yeah. <laughs> don't tell Optimus and hope it works, basically. Y- yeah, I'm not sure what the lesson Cause like, cause like, here it, is. When it doesn't work, then it's like, oh, well, that was bad. Don't do that. But then when it doesn't work, it's like, okay, cool. I, I'm yeah, I'm not sure the t- the takeaway from from this one. I, I think it's just to showcase how evil Tarantulas is. Yeah, which he is a creepy motherfucker in this episode. But beyond that, yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm not feeling this one. <laughs> Overall, like I, this I is like a it for the Tarantulas moments and Cheetor's mind palace. But <laughs> yeah, and the and the buddy buddy kind of like thing between. Cheetor and Rat Trap, but otherwise, yeah, yeah, you know, I I don't like the lessons should be like, no, no, like, please, please start telling each other things. And Cheetor, like, stop running off. Just stop. (laughs) Never worked for you. Not even once. But he's a cat. (laughs) Cat's got to run. He's a fast cat. Fast cat's got to run, baby blue. I can't get over that. He's not even blue. <laughs> Why do they call him Baby Blue if he's a silverback gorilla? He's got <laughs> he's got blue eyes. <laughs> Does he? I thought he had brown eyes. He's got blue eyes. Or... No, he has red eyes in robot. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I, another thing, too, is like Rhinox is like... like the cool uncle that'll cover for them. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, where is Rat Trap? And Rhinox is all like, uh, but still talking, yes, to uh, uh, Cheetor. That's it. Yeah. I feel like Optimus actually knows some like shenanigans were going on, and he just chose to turn a blind eye to it. 
Yeah, I can see that. Like that's yeah that that, that, that that's kind of what gets him through <laughs> dealing with all of these motherfuckers that he is uh, just stuck being in charge of. His his temperance is admirable. So yeah, that's our takeaway. Yeah, there that, it is. That was the web. <laughs> we didn't get to see that in its original run in Canada because of how scary it was. Yeah, or maybe... actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the reason why that didn't air on YTV in Canada had to do with censorship and CRTC bullshit. I know it's not because of dismemberment, because it's actually shown a little bit of that in the show. Oh, so yeah. maybe it's be- oh, yeah, it's totally. because of how creepy the torture scene is. It could be, yeah. Uh, maybe but... somewhere someone in YTV was like, uh, we're going to pass maybe, on maybe, this one. Maybe not. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just forgot this episode existed. <laughs> That's possible. It's like they were trying to figure... It's like someone who was... Some, like, intern who was working there was trying to figure out, like, production order versus broad, versus the U.S. broadcast order, and they just missed a number somewhere. And this was I like a, to think they were holding a whole bunch of, like, old... Like, like old-style reels? Like, film reels? <laughs> they were like their 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 tie was down and their hair was messed up and they hadn't slept in like twenty hours and they were just like running down a hallway and one and, of the reels fell and then and then cut ahead and they're just like all tangled up in the film from one of the reels and that was this episode <laughs> that was that's why episode. it wasn't on TV folks you heard it here first <laughs> yeah uh, overall not a fan of this episode. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway. Do you have something else to add? I was going to say, I'm a fan of all the episodes in their own way. Oh, well, look at you here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They they lend... There's something to be taken from this in that we actually get to experience a Predacon a little bit more closely and, like, what they do and, like, how creepy they are. A Predacon. And... And yeah, and it shows that the Predacons and Maximals like food that their beast form likes. Mm. Yeah, that is a fair point. Um, Transformers eating in their beast form is a thing that does come up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Optimus is going to have to eat like a hundred pounds of like bamboo leaves and monkey brains <laughs> and do gorillas attack other primates uh i thought yeah. i know chimps do chimps do yeah um, yeah chimps are like crazy and they'll actually eat monkeys and yeah yeah they they quite enjoy it too as a matter of fact go on like little war like at least some um have been observed to go on like little war parties and like like attack and isolate like smaller um, primates, yeah, like monkeys, and like catch them and get them. Oh wait, do they war with each other? Do chimps attack like other chimp groups? Yes, I don't know. Do. I know they're territorial. No, they do. They very much. Uh, do. 
they go on like little war raids and will actually like fight and kill other chimps. Uh, gorillas and chimps in recent years have actually been uh, observed forging weapons. What? Yeah. Like like rocks and sticks and stuff. Yeah, like actually, uh, I think the thing that I read was back in. When you said forging weapons, I pictured like a gorilla, like hammering at an anvil, <laughs> <laughs> like making a fucking broadsword. Not quite there yet, but uh, chimps have been observed um, sharpening stones to make, essentially, to make Tools? blades. To or weapons. Well, tools and weapons, and using them to, like, cut open their enemies. Um, Whoa. Because and... I knew they, they used tools, and they sharpened rocks and stuff for, like, tools, but I, I didn't know they, like, made weapons for their little, like, chimp raiding parties. And uh, gorillas were observed back in, I think, like, 2008, making spears. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could be bullshitting me, and I never know. No, I, I, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Like, I have one you day, seen fucking Planet of the Apes? Planet of the Apes, apes together, strong. <laughs> Not humans. Humans are kind of like, like apes together. Not strong. <laughs> you get enough of us together, and we start like, like forming like ins and out crowd in and out crowds and like pointing fingers at other bad tribes but i guess that's what apparently that's what gorillas and chimps do too you know the uh the ending to that original planet of the apes i've seen the original planet of the apes probably like 10 times in my life now that's the one where he's on like the beach and he's like you bastards yes that yeah. ending still is still effective, like, even though I've seen the movie numerous times. Like, every so, time, like, it's still... Yeah. Like, it's still impactful. It's, like, freaky, because you're like, oh, this is... this is Earth. Yeah. Um, I, like, over-explained, like, that ending one time to my partner, and they were like, spoilers, and I'm like, how have you accidentally not had the ending to Planet of the Apes? spoiled for you it's in like every yeah. pop culture it's in the simpsons yeah and like honestly like, there's a I, musical i don't and i actually feel bad <laughs> i actually well, feel bad for like spoiling that because i'm like oh shit that would have been like a really heavy reveal well and uh to my point like i don't think knowing that that's what's coming i don't think that takes away from the impact of i don't think it takes away from the all. impact of the ending no, it's still really well done. Like it hits and the me, impact of the story. Like it hits me every single time that I've watched the movie, and like I should I said, rewatch I, it. I've seen it like ten times, probably. I should too. Huh, the I the ending is still impactful. So I can watch it anytime. <laughs> I'll tell my partner that we need to watch it, and that the ending is still very impactful. Yeah. Tell her. To so listen that's to the, the end. Tell her to listen to the ep to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> so thank you for. Um, Listening to our Planet of the Apes podcast. <laughs> our Planet Everyone. of the Apes, Bill and Ted, Matrix, Tenet, Christopher Nolan. Re theoretical reboot. <laughs> podcast. Casting. Uh, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Too Much Bullshit. <laughs> well, I, 
I feel like <laughs> I I feel like if we just talked about the episode, it would have been bad. <laughs> Probably. It's, it's not a terrific, terrific one, and there's kind of only like three acts. It's like people yelling at Cheetor, <laughs> Cheetor being like a serial killer victim, and like Rat Trap like sneaking around. I mean, in all fairness, like so far, the best feedback I've gotten from people I know who have listened to this has been episode four which was an episode where we very much went off the rails a lot. So oh, Well, they're going to like this one then. So, buckle up, motherfuckers. <laughs> buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> We're in for a party now. <laughs> Wait until there's just an episode where it's like 10 minutes of us talking about the episode and just like us going on like weird tangents. Oh, we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean, Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Uh, I look forward to that day, good sir. Uh, anyway, so this has been Too Much Energon, a alleged... A beast- goofy movie. <laughs> alleged, alleged Beast Wars podcast. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Too Much Energon. Send us an email. Too much energy on at outlook.com. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and a whole bunch of other places I've never even heard of. It's it's hard to not find a place to listen to this. Yes. <laughs> if you type in too much energy on anywhere, you will probably find us. Yeah, yeah, uh, you'll you'll find us. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Yeah, and until next week, Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Beast Mode!